I know you're tired. I know you're hurting. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational. But that just wouldn't be our style. Pain heals. Chicks take scars. Glory. Last forever. Right on. Right on. Shotgun. DC right. Hunt man and gig. everybody welcome back to another episode of the one it's all podcast i am back again and this can you believe it is episode 36 we'll call this the jerome bettis because it's super bowl week so this is the jerome bettis episode of the one it's all podcast and like always thank you to everybody that takes time to let me invade your ear canals get in there and just run around for a little bit have some fun with this get better each and every time i hope I want to start off again with a motivational quote or an inspirational quote or however you want to word it. I don't give a shit. I'm just trying to give you some good information. This quote, I won't tell you who it's from, and I want you to take a guess. Austin, do you think you're up for it? I'm up for it. All right. My buddy Austin is here again with me, everybody. So get ready for this. So you know it's going to be football heavy. It is Super Bowl week. So this quote I like because of the way the economy is nowadays and with everything with the job market and nobody wanting to work and everybody thinking they're better than the job and all that kind of stuff. And then doesn't it feel like hard works out of the window right now? To a certain extent. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, if you are fortunate to have a job, you've got to put in. the work. Exactly. But, uh, and a lot of people feel like, and, and that's why I wanted, that's why I picked this one and <laughs> you'll see who it's from. All right. So the quote is in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap. The job's a game. Any idea who that is a quote from? It's, it, I would be thoroughly impressed if you got this one. Okay. So football heavy. So I'm going to guess it's a football coach or a sports icon. So I'm going to, oh man. Is it Lombardi? No. Okay. I'm, I'm, to you listening at home, I'm going to repeat it one more time since it's a short one. In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap. The job's a game. So it's like saying you can have fun with it if you look at the positive. That's how I take it. I can tell you that's not Bill Belichick. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So that surprised me. I'm going to give you a few more seconds to kind of think about it. And for anybody listening and kind of give you a second back, like, who is that? It's Super Bowl week. What is he doing? All right. So that is from the one. The only legendary icon in the game, been around for a minute, Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. I swear to God. <laughs> you jerk. I wish, it was today. hard not to laugh at that one with everybody. So Mary Poppins had it right, man. So if you're out there and you're like, oh, I don't want to work and all that, just find the level of fun and you really can with anything. Whether it's McDonald's you're working at, find the fun in it. Find a coworker that you like. If you're out there struggling to get through and you're looking and you feel like everything's against you, you can literally find fun in just about anything. 
There's certain situations I know, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the day-to-day grind. You can kind of find the good and the fun and everything, right? You can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a matter of perspective. Even in your biggest screw up, sometimes those are the funniest stories to tell. Exactly. Now, not in the moment, but afterwards. Yes. Yeah, exactly. When you're in it, it's never fun. Oh, no, never. But they make the best stories for later. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those, you have to get through the crap, but then you can see how funny it was or how hard you worked. Exactly. And that's when people actually notice this afterwards, not in it. Exactly. The judgment's always there in the beginning, then you're hard on yourself, then you look back, you're like, what the fuck? I can't believe I did that. Like, do you ever think about stuff that you did 10 years ago and you're like, what? I try not to think yeah. about that sometimes. And to just be, be thankful that we're not celebrities, right? I mean, imagine having everything in the public eye. I would be fine right now. I don't know about yourself. I, I never have put any bad words out there, I'll tell you that much, or never because that's not me, but... Well, like there, I'm sure there's some jokes or there's some other drunk things that I did in my twenties that might be misinterpreted nowadays. Not as anything crazy, just something that I would be embarrassed about. It you can get some entertaining stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just right now, yeah. <laughs> oh, especially with Spotify, Joe Rogan, yeah. and all that right now. It's like, okay. Shout well, out to Spotify, by the way. Like, calm down. Yeah. Guys, it put it in context. Don't take it out of context. Keep yeah. it in the context. Let's move on. Smoke and mirrors, man. That's all they're doing. It's, they're trying to cause a distraction, people. And they're it, taking it out on this guy. But So I've listened to his last... I don't want to get too far on, a, on it with him because I want to go football. But with him, I've listened to his last three or four episodes since all the everything kind of... My favorite thing that I have so much respect for him is he, is he stayed the course. Yeah. So many people, when they go through criticism like that, they try to appease the mob, so to speak. And bow down. He's just doing him. And he hasn't, it shows the same. And I actually have a big deal of respect for that. You didn't let them dictate how you do things. It's one of those that you have to look at the context of everything. And you can't take it from just CNN's angle or Fox News's angle yeah. or the Young Turks or uh, uh, Steven Crowder. You have to look at it on your own perspective and do your own work. And that's one of the things I actually commend certain people who do that who say, hey, this is what we found out, but we encourage you to do your own research. If you do your own research on it, a lot of stuff you can discover and you become that more, much more knowledgeable on the subject, which overall helps you in the long run. And that goes in with anything, whether that's from a topic like Joe Rogan to the Super Bowl picks and whatnot, or even to your everyday life and your job. The more you dive into it, the more knowledgeable you are and the better understanding you have. And so in turn, the harder you work at it, the better you're at. Exactly. And, and you should be able to ask questions and give different opinions on things and that kind of stuff. You should, the whole shutting people down because you don't agree with them thing drives me insane. It, it's one of those... You cannot have a good historical understanding of stuff if that's the case. Exactly. Like um, one of one of my quotes that I love the most is, "If you do not learn from history, you are doomed to repeat itself." Mm-hmm. And one of the things that reminds me of this so much, especially with just shutting people down if they have a disagreeing opinion, and this is going to be a very extreme here, but if you look at it and you look at the rise of the Soviet Union. So Russia after uh, the Tsar was killed and um, Stalin took over. And when he came into power after Lenin, that was a big thing. You had that. Same thing happened when you had Hitler's rise to power in there. Mm-hmm. V- two very extremes. But if you look, if you take it into context of stuff, 
Don't take it as the extreme. Look at the context of it. You'll see that stuff is very similar, and that is a very dangerous path that you don't want to lead. Because if you take away different points of view, then you'll never understand, okay, I might agree with this, I might not agree with this, but how do I better further my understanding and better develop my argument on it? Exactly. Like a lot of people I feel don't think before they speak and they just kind of let thoughts fly without putting any, cause I'm like you with the history and everything. I'm not saying that's what they're doing now, but you're 100% right. They do have a lot of the same characteristics. Yeah. And it's one of those two that like you have social media and all that. And we've touched on this before, yeah. but with social media, half the time you can type it in, don't click enter, read it. Take five minutes, come back. If you still feel that way, okay, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. More than likely, you're going to change something in it, or you're just going to not even put it out there because, quite honestly, eh, it's one of those you would rather be wise. A, a wise man keeps his mouth shut. A foolish man speaks his mouth and let everyone knows that he is a fool. Isn't that that's all? Abraham Lincoln quote, I believe, uh, which is actually taken out of Proverbs from the Bible as well. Yeah, uh, so Abraham Lincoln there, did, but yes. did that too. Yeah. Because I remember reading that in, in his book, and it stuck with me. It's yeah, yeah. If you if you have a better understanding of it, and then also you're just able to listen and then speak, you're better off in the conversation as a whole. Exactly. And also, you're able to see where you're getting back to, into certain angles and everything else, so you have a better understanding. Thinking for yourself is never a bad thing. No, it's not. It never goes wrong with reading, and history does. Like I've said this before. My mom, one thing she's always told me is there's nothing new under the sun, Jake. There's nothing new. It's just done in different ways. It's the same things, but it, like, not, there's no revolutionary ideas, like the, the concept of things. That's why the Bible's still relevant. That's why ev- all those, that stuff is still relevant to this day because it's the same stuff, just different eras. Yeah. And I mean, it gets into a lot more issues than that. Yeah. But at the same, but as a good simplification of it, yes. That yeah. Is exactly I try to keep it simple. Like, yeah. I mean, there, in honestly, there's nothing new under the sun. There's no new sin that is coming out that hasn't been mm-hmm. spoken about with Jesus in the Bible before. And there's also moving forward, there it will be nothing ever new. Exactly. So at the same, so refer back and learn from history and learn from it all, which is why you should learn. Probably not to put any heavy money down on bets and just if you're going to make a bet on any Super Bowl pick, you do it wisely. <laughs> you gonna- set a budget. You put like you say, okay, I'm going to do five dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm going to split it up on five bets. Put a dollar on every bet. Go from there. And that's how you stay. That's how you. That's how you don't go broke. Having fun with it. Exactly. Because gambling is fun. What app do you use? I actually don't use one. I've been looking at them a little bit lately. Honestly, the three, the top three out there, FanDuel's got a deal mm-hmm. right now. If you bet five dollars, you can win two hundred and eight dollars cash. If one of the teams scores a touchdown and wins, DraftKings has it where if you put down some money, you get a. a Let's see, a deposit bonus on up to five hundred dollars, and BetMGN has a bet ten dollars get two hundred dollars if either team scores a TD in the big game. If it what this is the Super Bowl weekend for those no pun intended for those sites. I mean, they are going to make so much money. Prop bets are going to be. I mean, they're going to go nuts. Like this is every there. There's a reason those little free twenty dollar bets are just like giving a crack at it. That little taste. And then they, they, they reel you in because they make it so easy to bet. I mean, to put it in perspective, ESPN 
has their own prop bet page that I'm looking at right now. And it's one you can print off and have at your Super Bowl party and people can circle. You got coin toss. What will happen first? Uh, will it be tied 0-0 after the game? Like it goes on from what there. sunglasses is Joe Burrow gonna wear after the games? Yeah. More than likely, what cigar is he gonna be smoking? Let's be <laughs> did you real. see that picture with him as a seven year old that they posted today? Oh, yes, I did. It has I, him as a seven year old, like with his foot on a football, and he's got a cigar in hand. Yes, Dude's been I cool as hell since seven. That. I died laughing when I saw that. <laughs> well, I look at all this and I, I go, okay, so would it be if you have the excess cash? Mm-hmm. So I would put down a little bit of money. I would probably do the prop bets. I would probably not do the spreads. But even then, like, just realize, people, it's probably whatever money you put in, you're probably going to lose. Just get that Just, just get that in right now. If it's money you cannot lose, like if it's money that you can pay your mortgage, your car, anything like that, do not put it down. Yeah, don't, don't, don't ruin yourself over Super Bowl weekend. Don't, don't, don't do it. It's, it's fun. Not- I get it. And I get the appeal and I get the allure when they're like, Oh, and you're like, that seems so. Just know these do. I haven't won a prop bet all year. Really? Yeah. How many have you put down this year? I have not a lot. Okay. I'm like you. I keep it simple. The first, it was like for the, I always do it like the first six weeks. I'll go in there and be like, whoever scores the first touchdown, or it seems on Brady will throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. And then Godwin gets it. used it, to score. Yeah, exactly. So, but <laughs> it never hits. It's no. always, and that's how they keep gambling legal because. They know what they're doing, man. The powers that be know what they're doing. What was it? New York opened up their betting or sports betting. Mm-hmm. And what was the opening weekend? Wasn't it? Oh, how many millions of it? Oh, it? I'm sure it's a ridiculous amount. Let's see. Here we have it to where it was 150 million. Jeez. On the first weekend. God. On the first week? Yeah. And that's how much. Let's see. I think that's how much they won. That's how much the house got. 150 million. And it's only beginning. I mean, they're all, I mean, think about it. It just went legal last year, right? In in certain states, but it's still state by state legislation, which I like. It's also one of those that I personally, I kind of wish it wasn't a thing. Like it's one thing if you're in Vegas, you decide to go and, do five dollars worth of blackjack mm-hmm. or something like that. That's one thing, but when it's on your phone and it's at that certain extent to where you cannot stop, I, like you gotta have you, there. Need, me personally, because of human impulses, I believe that you should have it to where there is a limit on it, and it might be it might be one of those that you limit it like what you make on your income and make it where it's something like that so that, okay, they might have a little personal information about you, mm-hmm. but you are able to not get completely and utterly screwed over. <laughs> yeah. People just can't help themselves, man. You yeah. know, you know where it all started from, right? Why all this is the way it is. You I know, mean, it's getting rid of bookies. No, no, I'm talking about, do you know where the addiction was to all the, all these different it, it's gambling's always been addicting, right? But the fantasy football is what started it. Like all, it, if you think about it, right. Little things like this all of a sudden are everywhere. Like you can bet on everybody. And I feel like fantasy football blew up so much. It helped push the way what to everything being Kings legal. What started that with uh, the fantasy football yeah. stuff? Drive, it was DraftKings and FanDuel, if I'm not mistaken, that came out like consecutively like they do. Yeah. But I feel like that's led to it being legal 
on right. the, like th- from an app standpoint, especially they're like, look at how much money we're making. Fantasy well, football. I mean, I, I will say this, the money is there. And if you are getting sponsored by one of these people, I do not knock you one bit. Mm-hmm. No, you're making all. a lot of money by doing that. Um, who is it? Pat McAfee is a great yeah. example of that. And he's got FanDuel and FanDuel right now, even after every single episode and every single one of his clips on YouTube. Now you're seeing it where it's popping up and say, Florida, if you want to be betting, you need to call this number. So sign this petition so we can start betting there. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's probably everyone needs to take that with a grain of salt yeah, and be wise about it. And I'm not going to be the one here saying, hey, we need to protect all the idiots out there <laughs> that do stupid stuff. Well, they have the commercials out like Mariucci's done a commercial where they actually, I'm sure this was part of the contract. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, it is. Where they're like, about. be safe with gambling, do it in a strategic way. It's probably the way they've got it. They were like, look, well, we can let you guys do it. But you're putting disclaimers out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, even on, let's see, on all these sites I'm pulling up right now, every single one of them has a gambling gambling, uh, hotline thing. And quite honestly, if out of the three big ones, FanDuel, DraftKings, and MGM, I'd probably do FanDuel first. Mm -hmm. FanDuel's cheap. FanDuel and and MGM look like the best ones to go Mm -hmm. with. Nothing knocking against DraftKings. If you want to sponsor the podcast, please go ahead and do it. Please don't (laughs) knock it on it because it's me. I'm just saying your promotions right now, those two at this time have the best promotions for if you're wanting to get in it. FanDuel and BetMGM are definitely the two. Yeah. yeah, All those little traps they set to get you in there, man, they're good. They know what they're doing. They're incredibly good. They're, they they know what they're doing. Like, I mean, they're, these like, bets uh, just don't come out of nowhere. It's like Robin Hood back in the day. When you whenever you sign up, you get a free stock. Yeah. Well, as soon as you sell that stock, okay. Well, you get this money, but you have to keep it in your account mm-hmm. until you put more money in, get some stocks, and then sell it all, and then you can finally get it out. We're not saying gambling's bad. We're just saying don't let Super Bowl weekend ruin ruin the rest of your year, man. Twenty twenty two is a good year. Mary Poppins said so. <laughs> well, I, I will say this: when you're getting on all the gambling things, and this is my quick thing about it, you have Tim the Tap Man on FanDuel right now. Now, for those of you that don't know, Tim the Tap Man is one of the most successful streamers on YouTube. He's big with Call of Duty and Warzone. And by the way, there's some really good matchups this weekend in Call of Duty and in Halo. Just saying, but he heard. But just saying that there's a lot more money on that mm-hmm. than you think. But oh, no. The gaming is ridiculous. You can also pe- place bets on those now. Mm-hmm. But with him, you can see him, and he's probably getting a really good deal out of this and more power to him. I will say this. I think that it is really a little concerning just because, uh, not for him, but just saying that we're going to, a ton of kids watch his streams every day. Yeah. I think he's on typical average, like 50,000 people are watching him on an average. How many? 50,000. Gee, and, and, and that's just a and daily average, average. One moment in time. When you have that many kids that are younger, yeah. primarily listening to that and getting exposed to stuff like this, I don't, I, I'm kind of cautious about that. That's how I will phrase it. I am cautious about this. And that's just because you should be. They don't really know all the ins and outs of the world yet. And I think it's one of those that having him on there is great. He's a great sponsor of it and everything else. And quite honestly, his streams of the Call of Duty League, which is actually playing today, uh, Saturday and early on Sunday, and also the Halo League is also doing the same. He brings in more viewership to the Call of Duty League than they do on their own stream. Oh, I don't doubt it. 
and like doubles it. And you said he's on which site? He's on FanDuel. Oh my god! He's got a same game parlay for the Bengals to win. Chase gets eighty plus receiving yards. Burrow throws two hundred and fifty passing yards. Now let it be known, Tim the Tapman doesn't have a little bit of a sports curse. Does he really? Oh, dude. So he's a Cowboys fan like myself. Sorry. But also, every single pick he has made. It's been a bad in year. In the playoffs and beforehand, he has lost. So there you go. Take it. But that would that would just be the way gambling works, though, is this is the one that hits. It would be. I mean, that's a good – like, that's an interesting part. Run the bet by again. It's, it's uh, Bengals to win, Chase 80-plus receiving yards, Burroughs 250 passing yards. I that's lo- it? Because uh, if the Bengals it, that's win, that's going to – Let yeah. me see if there's others in there. Um. Oh come on! Let me see that same day parlay. Um, it looks yeah, it is literally Bengals to win. Lamar Chase eighty plus yards and Burrow's two hundred and fifty. I see the two hundred and fifty from Burrow. I think that could happen. Yeah, the Jamar Chase that's going to be the tough one. Yeah, because they're going to lock him down. I mean, you got what Jalen Ramsey and then I think the surprise receiver for the Bengals. Actually, we'll save this for the Super Bowl talk because I got my opinion on that. Yeah, who my surprise player is going to be, Tyler Boyd. But what I wanted to uh, so so with the Tim, you said what's his name again? Tim what? Tim the Tat Man. Tim the Tat Man. Say that five times fast. Yeah, no kidding. And he's on fan. I mean, what are we getting? I mean, to he now? is yeah. on YouTube. He is one of the top streamers on YouTube. He's a. I personally like his stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I try not to cuss that much. He cusses a little bit more than me, but his stuff is hilarious. Yeah, I'm not big on fucking cussing either, you know? I like, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What did, you, uh, what did you think of Rabel winning Coach of the Year? Do you think it was warranted? Rabel won Coach of yeah. the Year? Yeah. He, he, uh, Cup won uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Rabel got Coach of the Year, so big shout-out to Mike Rabel. Tennessee Titans, tighten up. Yeah, I mean, Brady Vra- Vra- Vrabel should have won that. I mean, either him or uh, who's the Bengals head coach? Oh, bro. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. No. Who is their coach? He is having to look this up right now because he does not yeah. know. <laughs> I I know just about everything except the coach's name. I and I know I like the guy. I just can't think of his name right now. Uh, put me on the spot. Taylor, come on. All right, I need my uh, producer to look this up. I'm giving you a hint with Taylor. Bengals coach. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you don't know this. Zach Taylor. There you go. Yeah. He's only 38. He. This is the youngest Super Bowl head coach matchup ever. How old was Gruden when the Bucks won? Do you remember? Uh, not a, He was older than McVay. Yeah. Man, that's, a, that's, that, that's fun. That's fun. It's going to be a copycat league. Everybody's going to be after these boys next year. I mean, I'll, I think Zach Taylor is a great coach. He Definitely should have been in the running for it. I like Vrabel because, heck, you won the number one seed. Your defense yeah. was lights out. And they had a lot of injuries. Yeah, he did. Um, and they also, have Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, uh, which should. I mean, and they were without King they, Henry. I mean. Yeah, they, and well, and Derrick Henry coming back uh, to one game, we knew that he was going to be hesitant. Mm-hmm. And so I would have liked to see that mix-up being a little different. Yeah. But I understand by trying to keep him on that course and trying to get him back up. Trying to wear him down because that's what's got you there. Like, that's it. But right. I, it's always that first game back that's tough. Well, he went down, what, in week six? Yeah, I think he missed – yeah, he missed a good amount of time. Yeah, so he was out the majority of the season. And I was worried about that. I was telling everybody when they got beat. I was like, I'm not surprised because they didn't try to – I mean, if you watch what the Bengals did, they don't have the – 
most superior defensive line, but they, the Titans have a way of letting you know we're going Henry, 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 and he just couldn't get into a rhythm. And it's first game back. What'd you expect? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those that I look at all this and I'm going, okay. The Bengals were definitely the most surprising team mm-hmm. because, quite frankly, I thought that the Chiefs were going to be there. That was my pick earlier in the no, year. No, everybody did. Yeah, and seeing that it is now the Bengals, now I'm secretly glad it happened, though. Yeah, me too. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm not secretly. I'm beyond thrilled for and this. there's one reason why. Break it down. It all started on TikTok. It all started on TikTok. Oh, it you all t- started on TikTok. Are you talking about what I think you're talking about? I think you can bet what I'm talking about. I, I think it, 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 so it, there, <laughs> Joe Burrow saved us all from the disaster that is. Oh, it, Patrick Mahomes, please forgive me. I know you're from White House. I'm from outside Tyler. Don't give me hate for this. And people from Tyler don't give me hate. But the fact of the matter is that Brittany Mahomes, who is his wife, is a very enthusiastic individual is how I will phrase that. It's not even her that really bothers me. Well, and then you got his younger brother. Here we go. And when you're the younger brother and on Sean Taylor's. Yeah, that's where he crossed the line. Day at who has passed away Mm -hmm. for the Washington Redskins. Then the Washington football team, then the Washington Commanders, which that's don't even get me started on that topic. Yeah, not of itself. You can have a whole episode about that. We, you look at it, and he does a TikTok dance on top of the roped off area, on top of the number on the field. Like, <laughs> have some common sense and common some sense. Decency. When you're when you know if that dude's family came up to him, that dude would back down. Well, and you there's know, nothing tough about well, Jackson Mahomes. This is the thing. Patrick got a ton of crap because of that. Yeah. And then got more crap on top of it because then he continued to do it. And then Brittany got involved mm-hmm. with it. And then the thing that I think she's just guilty by association more than anything. Cause she, I mean, she's just your heard, typical enthusiastic wife. I mean, that's how I see her. There, there are more stories there than, you know, I probably, I mean, because I know some stories from them playing the Titans in Titan stadium ooh. and some other stuff like that, that, I will say that they are very young. They're a very young couple. They just had their first baby. Mm-hmm. Congrats to them, by the way. And Jackson's but, just riding the Patrick. But being that young and getting that much fame and that much money goes to your head. Without a doubt, especially this day and age. And especially in that sense, it definitely does. And I think that's where it has gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that it is a... Like Patrick had to multiple times apologize for Jackson, apologize for Brittany throughout the season. And you can't say that that wasn't a big distraction. Yeah, because Jackson goes out of his way to try to th- say think he's tough, right? And he does it all through the TikToks, and he's got a big following. What do you do, right? You haven't really done anything. You're doing these – do you. If you want to dance and do all that, but just know. When you ha- disrespect has, people, it doesn't work. You have to have some self-awareness on it. You, he has none. I – I'm not going to say that because I haven't met him personally, but I will say that is where my mind is leaning to that he does not mm-hmm. have that much. And like you said, he's young. Yeah, we'll see. He is. I can't imagine himself 10, 15 years from now is going to look back proud of all this. King Kardashian 2.0. What? <laughs> it's, it's the beginning. But I, I think that now the thing that got me a little bit with Brittany was past stories I've heard. And then also some interactions and then also seeing the whole standpoint of you have both of 
the Bills game, the aftermath of the Bills game. Mm-hmm. I think you saw that and sent it to me. The video of her popping the bottle. Oh, uh, at where she was pouring it all over the, and it, Spr- it just poured it down on fans. Mind you, for the fans there, I don't, I don't know who was there directly. I don't know if they even thought twice about mm-hmm. it. I understand it's a big win. I understand spraying it out and making a video and being excited. I understand that. What I don't understand is if those fans got wet, got sick because of it, because they got wet and all that other stuff, like, do you really want champagne on you? Sprayed on you? Yeah. It's really sticky. It's sticky. And it's it's not the best thing. It was after a win, so they probably didn't. I mean, it's like- They might not have thought twice. It's a self-aware thing. It is. you're saying. I mean, I would never- I've been at, at the box or whatnot. I've never- like if I even get close to even dropping something over, I'm like, oh shit! Like yeah. I, I don't want to. I mean, she. Now, granted, they sh- earned that celebration. Like, oh, would, absolutely. Chiefs, yeah. <laughs> when you score 24 points in less than two mm-hmm. minutes for a combination of both teams, and they end up winning the game, yeah, you can. It's celebrate. safe to say that that, that was the right. game of the year. That is your right to celebrate. I'm not going to knock you on that. Mm-hmm. But what I am going to knock you on is having the self-control and the self-awareness to maybe not do that, especially when it is a divisional game. Yeah. And no, it's, yeah. It's, it's one thing if you're going oh, to yeah, the Super Bowl. I mean, it's one thing if point. it's in the yeah. Super Bowl. Like, championship and Super Bowl, that's one thing entirely. When it's a divisional game, like a divisional uh, cha- championship game. Uh-huh. <sighs> well, it goes back. Have you ever seen that uh, famous Kobe Bryant when he's at the press conference? When they're like, He's at the booth that they're up 2-0 in the finals. And he's at the table doing his post-game interview. And they're like, Kobe, why don't you see him happy? He's like, why, why aren't you celebrating or whatever? He goes, what's there to celebrate? He goes, you guys are up 2-0. And he goes, we've done nothing. Yeah, he goes, we're up 2-0, won. that's it. Yeah. At the Until the, the job's done, nothing else matters. Right. And Patrick, to Patrick's credit, he is probably the... He has definitely shown his matureness throughout. Mm-hmm. He never bashed a reporter. He never got mad at anyone. He never, in public, got mad at Brittany or Jackson. But he's handled it. And I will say this. That is probably one of the biggest distractions he's had to deal with this whole football season. Absolutely. And it's very hard when that is your wife. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Little brother, you can kind of... But when it's yeah. your wife and you just had a kid, there's a lot that goes with that. Yeah. And like for me, I'm married. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. Like... Me and Sarah occasionally will get disagree on stuff. Or there might be something that I might be an idiot on. Mm-hmm. But it's handled behind closed doors. And they're not the funnest conversations. Oh, a couple conversations are never the fun. No. It, and imagine the fact the fact of the matter that now me and Sarah handle them in a very professional manner. And we handle them as we have been kind of learned over time. Mm-hmm. And everyone does it differently. But it's one of those things that if once you get to that point, and you have to have that conversation. Yeah. That's a very uncomfortable conversation to have in your household. I imagine with how much money they make and what just their level. I imagine the off season, there's going to be some corrective actions taken to she's going to be put in a room. I, I can only imagine they're going to sit down and be like, look, be hiring a social media firm to manage all their stuff. I mean, I would. they got the money for it. Why not? I mean, I mean they need to, they need somebody to come in there and make themselves aware. Yeah, I mean Patrick is Patrick Patrick's dad. If you don't know, is an MLB player. Yeah, he, and they're they are a great family. They're a mm-hmm. really good family in White House, Texas. And uh, Patrick and Brittany are now living in Kansas City, but yeah. they travel back and forth between White House and Kansas yeah. City, which I would too. But you're also you signed a contract that essentially is a billion dollar contract, and you own part of the Royals too. Smart investment. Really smart investment. 
that all being said, you got a lot of money on the line. Would you rather maybe dial it back a notch, maybe not be as popular on TikTok and all that, but make it where your money goes a lot longer? Or would you rather be more popular, but make it where a lot of people kind of resent your brand more? Patrick seems like he seems like I don't know anything about him personally, but he seems like the kind of guy behind closed doors, which is what I respect about him. That's probably pulling Jackson into a room like, bro, chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> you need to knock it off with this. Like, you're because what I feel well, like his brother saying, does that he, he might just be more say, hey, dude, be more mindful. Get your he, head out of your. You're causing a lot of unnecessary distraction and you're antagonizing now because that's what he's doing when he poured when he poured the water. He's got to know he's on video. How do people not know this? I mean, it's one of the, I mean, I will definitely say this. Bill's Mafia is going to remember that for next year. Without, those dudes don't forget. I mean, granted, the Chiefs have beat them, what, two, three years in a row now? I think the Chiefs, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they donate to Josh Allen's charity in Buffalo? Afterwards, yeah, I thought it was a class move, like yeah. on that part. What, great class move. All that being said, you don't think they're going to use that as ammunition for payback? And now, granted, I think that, I don't think in the playoffs that the Bills will be able to beat them. I don't. Even next year. I don't think that's the case. Regular season? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Regular season is a whole different monster. Yeah. Regular season, it, you got 16 games. And that's what's so impressive about Cincinnati to me is they got into the playoffs. Like, they have the three receivers, which Detroit's tried that in the past. There's been a lot of teams that have tried to stack receivers and it doesn't work. And you have a young quarterback. And that's what, to me, is so impressive. They went in and beat the number one seed. Who they they played the first oh they played uh uh Vegas right yeah they played they played Vegas, Vegas. that was a hell of a game too it was a great game and it, so it I also, mean this team has been pushed didn't they didn't they have a little bit of um didn't somebody have a little bit of a, a controversy in the oh there was a whistle in the back of the end zone yeah I mean that was it just really didn't mean anything that's when you have that many eyes on a game play if it, it's every year this happens yeah. Every year, there's some stupid little story like that, and it was the whole the whistle thing went off. I mean, I mean, to credit Joe Burrow, like he, it was we all knew it was either him or Dak Prescott for comeback player of the year by fall. Yeah, those two easy. I don't. Yeah, even, the, yeah like, I don't. Even, I, can't I can't even think of, of anybody else, else close to that. Maybe, well, did maybe T.J. Watt? Or, but even then, it was kind of one of those like T.J. Watt never. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely either Prescott or uh, or, or Burrow. Burrow. Yeah, yeah. and. When I saw, like, as soon as Burrow won the playoff game and Dak didn't, it's like, okay, Burrow's got it. That's got to be infuriating. It, somewhat, but as a Cowboys fan, I also go, no, like, I'm kind of wondering if we should. Like, I, I was of the opinion that Dak should have not gotten a deal this year and should have been playing on a show me and I'll sign you. Money. Did he show anything to you this year that made him worth the money, in your opinion? He showed glimpses of it. That, for, that Tampa game was. <laughs> the, yeah, the Tampa game showed it. But throughout the season, and it's also one of those that it's, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. And when you haven't showed, what have you done for me lately? Like, it NFL. is one of those things. As a season as a whole, okay, he did the things that I thought he was going to do. But all that being said, I am, I'm optimistic of it, but I'm yeah, not, should be. but I'm not going to say I would have signed that deal. Like, if I'm Dak, I would have signed that deal in a heartbeat. But if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm kind of on the back foot going, should I have done that? All right, so another layer to the question. If it was down to one or the other, Dak for the money, Zeke for the money, and you could only pick one, is it Dak all day? Oh, Dak all day long. I, like, the, you saw Zeke coming down this year. Yeah. Hard. 
and you saw it. You've seen it over the past two seasons, but especially this year. And he had what an MCL. Yeah, he just doesn't pass the eye test anymore. He doesn't. And even though at the beginning of the year he looked good, but also that's the beginning of the year. Yeah, you're fresh. You should be good. You should be. Now, all that to be said, I I wouldn't assign that deal. I like. I would not have offered that deal. I said, you can sit on the Santa Cabo. You are not coming. You are on your rookie deal. And then mm-hmm. you would have won out if you would have stayed in the course. Because even though Dak was a second season, third season, Dak was second season. Dak and Zeke. Oh, no. Yeah. It was, it, it, I don't know which one. It was either second or third. Yeah. But even at that point, like running backs over time degrade a lot faster than any other position. And it's also one of those that if you get a good one, that is long term, you can tell it immediately. Was and, but that normally takes about three to four years mm-hmm. to tell. That's why you wait till that third or fourth year to say, okay, we're doing an extension now. And even then, you only do that extension for about three years. You don't it's, do a six and year it's not deal, a personal thing. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, and the, there are three running backs off the top of my head I can think of that have broken that. Name them: Emmitt Smith, yep, Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, yeah. And even Eric Dickerson fell off after that one great year. Yeah. So those are the three. And I think that Derrick Henry can fall in that category, but I want to see how he rebounds from this. And I want to see if this is going to be an ongoing issue where it keeps on popping back up. Exactly. And Derrick Henry, with his physicality, something always pops up. Yeah. But you have to also know Derrick Henry runs in a very specific way, Mm -hmm. which makes it where he's less likely to get injured. Now, granted, he is a massive dude. But... It's one of those things that you have to tell that and say your running style might need to change. Do you think they uh, bring Foreman back? Because he seemed like a good compliment. I would definitely bring Foreman back. Me too. This next He's physical year. too. Yeah. I, your biggest thing though is your cap, and also with Aaron Rodgers building the house. I know we're going to play on this a little yeah. bit, and we'll talk to this more about probably on a future podcast. Mm-hmm. I would suspect, but he's building a house in the area. The the and Franklin do have the cap to do that. However, I don't. You would need to take that with a grain of salt. I agree. And it's a good investment area. This whole area being in real estate, this is a great place to invest. Oh, yeah. If you ever need anybody, by the way, hit me up. Uh, This market is ridiculous, and I'd be happy to help you in any way that I can. Shameless real estate plug. Hit me up. You know, one, it's all on Instagram, one, it's all.buzzsprout.com. Back to Aaron Rodgers. Now, I will say this. I think it's a great investment opportunity. I think if you're the Titans, you are stupid if you do not consider saying yes to that. You got to entertain it without a doubt. Oh, not entertain it. You have back to, to do back that MVP. in a heartbeat. Now, granted, if it's giving up Tannehill and Henry in a trade for that and you don't have to give up a first round, I would definitely entertain that because I think Aaron gives you that much more versatility even for two years. And granted, Henry is a great back. I don't want him to go. I don't think any Titans fan would want him to go, but I think it's definitely something to entertain if you are able to get Aaron Rodgers in the building. Now, granted, Aaron's only won one Super Bowl. He's not performed that great in the playoffs. You got to wonder, is it him or is it just the, the team that's built around him is not able to get that far? Well, and also you have a coach in Vrabel that I, that I think can either really piss Aaron off. Yeah, I can see them butting or heads. He's going to fire him up so much that he's going to be so unbelievable that you have not seen anything else coming. It's kind of like Belichick and Brady. Belichick did make Brady better. Yeah, without a doubt. By far, he made it better. And you saw what he could do when he had Randy Moss just for one season. Yeah. Could you imagine? I mean. 
Like David yeah. Tyree doesn't make that catch. Jesus. Yeah. If you have that, then that's that goes down to just one of the best teams of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I think that Belichick did hamper Brady in some ways, just like Bruce Arians has hampered Brady in some ways. But I think as an overall whole, mm-hmm. I think that Belichick was better for Brady and Brady was better than Belichick. I don't think you can t- talk about one without the no, other. No, you can't. And that's why I, I said it before. I think Brady's going to go back to New England. He's going to retire a Patriot, which he should in 20 years compared to two with Tampa. You see where he just came out and said, don't rule anything out. I might come back. I mean, if I was him in that team, why not? would I really retire? want to retire? Depend. Let the body rest for a little bit. Wait till some. The Bucks will give him money in a heartbeat. There's I mean, also he re- doesn't need it. I mean, what are the other teams he could go to? The 49ers have Oh yeah, the Niners. The 49ers are moving off Garoppolo supposedly. You also have the fact of the matter that the Raiders would be interesting cuz he would get back with McDaniels. He doesn't seem like a Vegas guy though. Eh, he doesn't he didn't seem think he, he, was he doesn't be a Tampa guy either though. What's that? He didn't think it was going to be a Tampa guy either though. I really <laughs> I'll never forget that day, man. Yeah. I was like, "Why? We got Tom Brady?" Exactly. But I think overall that it's going to be interesting. Um but with Aaron Rodgers, I think that if you have the opportunity, you do it. If you don't have the opportunity, then, I mean, Tannehill is a good quarterback. I think you yeah, can I mean, get him some more help. But overall, I think you're at a good spot. And I would try to draft someone in the next two years. Yeah, I don't think Tannehill's a shit quarterback, right? I don't. But I, I, I put him on the same level. He's Alex Smith. Yeah, he really is. He is. He, I mean, he's Alex. And Alex Smith... I, on the right situation, could have got him there. I would have taken Alex Smith over Tannehill, but that's just because I think Alex Smith was a better overall passer. Yeah. I think Tannehill's a very good um, – I hate the term game manager, but I'm going yeah, to use it in this phrase. He's a very good game manager. He can throw the ball when you need it. He can make the plays he needs you to make, but he needs help. Yeah. Could Eric – Could would you ever think that Tannehill could win a Super Bowl without Derrick Henry? I think so. You think so? I don't. I think. I don't think he. I think he needs compliments. I. Well, I was going to get to that. I think he can win one without Henry, but he needs the compliment to do it. He needs that stellar defense. He needs mm-hmm. a good line, and he needs at least some little bit of a running game. Yeah. He's, he can't do it all on his own. It's not one of those that the pass opens up the run. If for him, the run really opens up the pass. And I think, quite honestly, if he got a real, are the Titans keeping their offense coordinator, or are they changing it? As far as I know, he's staying. As far as I know, because I, I would have been tempted to try to see if there's a new offensive coordinator or just maybe not directly tell it, but at least entertain it. And you got to figure out if Julio Jones is going to be healthy and worth it because he was just taking up a roster spot for most of the year. Yeah, but you also had you had to remember that you also had A.J. Brown out with Salmonilla. Half yeah, that was a fluke. And then also he's out for half the year. Uh, you had Henry out for half the year. I mean, if you have that team at full strength, do you? Like, I'm, this is not a knock on the Bengals, but do you really think the Bengals are going to win that game? I didn't think that. I mean, <laughs> that kicker, if it wasn't for that kicker making ridiculous kicks. I love that kicker. No, that kicker's the man. Like, I, he's I, a gator, so I'm, I only have a, but he's not there anymore, so I can forgive it. I, I will say this. I look at all this, and, and so the saying has always been defense when you, wins you championships. But then some people say offense wins you championships. Chips. It all depends on what happens that year. Overall, in the playoffs, neither of the two matter. No, and it's, home field doesn't matter. It's how good is your special team unit? <laughs> Isn't like, that the truth? I've been a special teams coach, and I preach that. Special teams, if you do not have special teams, you're going to lose in the end. Well, the you're Packers immediately win. went out and got Basaccia from 
Vegas immediately. Which that's probably the scariest pickup the Packers could have picked up. Yeah. That that's should be in Green Bay, they should be jumping. I mean, you're talking about wanting to keep Aaron Rodgers. You're doing you're making moves like that. If if you don't keep Aaron Rodgers, I still say that is a really good move and a really stellar move. But if you lose Rodgers, then I mean, if you keep Rodgers, <laughs> I don't. Why would okay? So I've thought about this. Him leaving and Green Bay, right? Yeah. You're a legend till the end of time if you stay. But yeah, I, but you could be Brett Favre. Yeah, but what which, did Favre really do after honest, he left? If you didn't have Bounty Gate, Brett Favre would have won another Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. Just I agree. Like so, in your in your gut, do you think Roger stays or goes? Okay, not looking into everything you have, the, the and also what the Packers are seventy mil over the cap, hit. and he just won NFL MVP. Yeah, so you got four for MVP, the second year. You got four MVPs in a row. You got a Super Bowl. Granted, that was really early in your career, and also your team is currently seventy million over the cap hit, and also you might not be able to re-sign half your squad, including your favorite wide receiver. If they, yeah, and I think his is going to dictate because I think Adams comes back if Rogers comes back. If not, the Packers are going to be in well, a hole. Well, they can always uh, franchise tag both of them. Yeah, they but could. I think that would be never, that would be the biggest Green Bay thing to do and the dirtiest Green Bay yeah, thing to do. Yeah, that would be a New England slash Green Bay thing to do. Yeah, I, overall looking at it, I think I wouldn't place money on it, but I would not be surprised if he went, and I would actually be probably more shocked if he stayed. And there's a lot of things linking him to Denver. The offensive coordinator, the passing coordinator, the passing QB, and something else. And you saw who the they hired as their head coach in Denver, right? Yeah, he was the uh, offensive oh, coordinator. Of Green Bay. Yeah. But I look at that, too, and I'm thinking, if you are him, do you really want to be coming in the same division where you got to play Patrick Mahomes twice, you got to play the Raiders twice with Sean McVay, which Lord knows what that team's going to look like. That team might be doped up on crack one week and then – yeah, in the dumps the next week, and then you have the. You're talking about uh, the Raiders, right? Yeah, no, their their coach is McDaniel's. I mean, sorry, McDaniel's, yeah. not McVay. Sorry, McDaniel's. Uh-huh. And then you also on top of that, you got the ch- uh, Chargers, who are who, who quite frankly underperformed this year, which was a surprise. But that team can I, beat anybody on any given week. Like I don't, if I was him, I would not want to be in that division. That's a great point. I mean, because the Raiders are only getting better, and Carr was under the radar MVP material this year for what they went he through. Really was. For what they went through. Yeah. But I mean, I look at all that, and I look at all of it, and I'm just going, man, if you have the chance and you could come to the Titans where you have a rookie quarterback in Jacksonville with a head coaching tree that is just horrendous, you have Indianapolis, which has a good te- team, but chokes a lot, and yeah, you and don't who's know if you're going to have Carson Wentz or not. And then on top of that, you have Houston, which. Can we talk about the dumpster fire you are in still? And you hired Lovey Smith? <laughs> I didn't realize Lovey Smith was already on the staff. I didn't either, but at the same time, last time I knew he was a head coach at Illinois, and we see how that turned out. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I at, from a person standpoint, I know him from he was in Tampa a lot. Oh, he's great a guy. great guy. He's a great he, guy. He's from East Texas too. Yeah, like that's a, that's actually a hire. I feel like they can get behind down there. Yeah, because he's always a, kind of been an underdog. Yeah, but if I if I am wanting a cakewalk, like as easy as a cakewalk as I have in the AFC North, mm-hmm. look at the AFC in that division right now. Yeah. Now, granted, you got to get through Kansas City, Buffalo, and probably the Bengals, this or the uh, Ravens or the Browns. Yeah, because the Ravens are still out there. 
Yeah, you got those teams you got to go through. Mm-hmm. But granted, you say in the NFC, you are pretty much top dog unless you got. I don't know what the Rams situation is. I'd have to look at her after the. Super yeah, Bowl. I, I, that's a good point because they have all these guys, yeah. and I can't imagine they have them long term. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely one of those. I look at all the situations. I'm going. If you wanted an easier cakewalk, the AFC is it. But you, granted, you are going to have to be on your A game every single game in the playoffs, even more so yeah, than you are in the because there's more teams and they just keep. Yeah, right. Because besides, let's see. Look, look at the teams that made the NFC playoffs. You had Stafford. You have Dak. You had Rodgers. You had Garoppolo. And then, well, Garoppolo wasn't the. And you had Brady. I'm sorry, I'm leaving out the goat. Oh yeah, yeah. You had they Brady. Can't, they can't leave out the goat. It's but, because of comments like that is why he retired, Austin. But granted, also at the same time though, this error of quarterback is a transitional error. Yeah. And this coming up draft, you really don't have any good QBs coming out. You don't. Unless someone just pulls a Brady and surprises somebody, you don't. You don't. Now the somebody. Somebody's going to give some money to Trubisky, and I don't know who it is because he's the backup of Buffalo, and Allen has proved once again he's not a fluke. So I'm, that's how desperate teams are for quarterbacks, though. Yeah, but I mean, you got Garoppolo that's coming out. That, Winston that, will be out there too. He'll, it, Winston will be topping it. I mean, are you, if you're the Saints, why wouldn't you keep Winston? They're going to try, but I feel like the, he was—he's only on a one-year deal, right? I thought he was and, on a two. No, he was—he he had was, already doing, done one underneath Breeze. Yeah, and then it. he had to, and then uh, with. Uh, Peyton leaving. I don't know what that does there. Uh, There's been rumors he's coming back to Tampa. Peyton, that's sure. What? Yeah. No. So that was going to be one of the last things I asked you before we got into Super Bowl talk was, yes or no, after this year, if the Cowboys don't win a Super Bowl, Peyton's quarterback in, or uh, coaching the Cowboys, what are your thoughts? So I'm going to phrase this in this way. As a head coach of a football team, Mm -hmm. you should – do your job so well that no one really knows what you do. Yeah. You should Chandler bang that thing. Belichick has been Belichick. uh, You look at Landry. You look at um, Help Ourselves was like that too. Yeah. You you look at those coaches and you realize that there is something there. If you want to win long term and win a lot, that is it. And also have a crappy division. I'll throw that in there too. Yeah, that never hurts. (laughs) No. But if you have that that really sets you up for success. Now, it's really hard to do that, and some people have done it in different ways. Shula really did that as well, and he did a great job. He really did, yeah. And that that falls underneath the Landry and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, in this situation, though, your defense was horrid two years ago. And then you suddenly get Dan Quinn in there, and it's lights out. You awesome. saw Dan Quinn one, coach it's one of the number one defenses. The only thing you could have done better is protected the run back. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it, and you go, okay, well, what about my offensive side? Well, you have Kellen Moore, who has shown flashes. You also don't know what is able to get called because, Mike, uh, because as a head coach, you can say yes or no on plays. But the fact of the matter is that you had some of the most abysmal clock management in the in the history ever of the yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it was Cowboys. bad. You had the most heavily penalized Dallas Cowboy team ever. Yeah, the penalties you can't ignore. Like, Even though sometimes the penalties can buy, kind of be a crapshoot, you can prim- tell consistently if it's bad. Yeah, and also primarily with all that too, you just look at it and it... I would. In fact, I would try to do it this year. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If like, he's, th- There's no question. And quite honestly, I would have... I would have been very tempted to 
get rid of McCarthy already and try to get Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore in there. To hold him over until... Yeah, or just see, like, Dan Quinn can fire up a team. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, this is a second time winning defensive coach of the year. Yeah, he also reminds me a little bit of Rex Ryan, though, where you can come in, be lights out, fire up a team for about two or three years. And in that it two fades. or three years, you could be in the running for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or, and then after that, it tapers off. Yeah, it tapers off. Or, or and, you draft Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, that one, We won't dog him yeah. too much for that. And I'm not going to blame him for that either. He was, he did very good with the hand he was dealt. Yeah, he did. Overall, though, I would be hesitant to say, like, it, if you gave me the choice between, okay, if I straight up gave the choice, said you were making a team, you had the choice between Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy, who are you picking? Oh, it's Payton all day. Right. Even though they've both won the same exact number of Super Bowls, and McCarthy technically has a higher winning percentage. Yeah, and McCarthy's, I'm, and, I know we're. I just like Sean Payton. I think the dude knows what's up. I think he's a great offensive mind. I have nothing against. Him. I think he's a tough. I almost thought that the Dallas just wasn't him when he took the job. He seems like more of a northern guy. He he does seem more of a northern guy. Doesn't that's he? Not he, a knock on a personality or anything no, no, like no. that. It's just he's like. Unfor- so I love Dallas. I love Texas. Let's Dallas, Texas is like King's Landing, and he looks like he's from Winterfell. <laughs> uh, well, I, this is how I'll fra- this is how I'll phrase it. Dallas itself in downtown Dallas is like that. The rest of Texas, we're tough, we're straight shooters, we don't take crap, and we expect you to do your job, and you better do it well, and you better work your AU. That's why I love Texas, man. And we're hardworking, and we expect to be that tough. And also, we don't expect you to crap and moan because – Oh, a ref made a bad call. No, he didn't. He made the right call. He was doing his job, and he really couldn't have gotten there any way faster. Yeah, the, was- the referees didn't lose you the game. Unless the only one that really has a true gripe off one play was Peyton. <laughs> Actually, what that eh. that pass interference call still oh, blows yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sorry. that's but no, but that, it's very few and far between. I don't right. like when I like when coaches come out and say it shouldn't have came down to one play. Right, and I think overall this team needs a more disciplinarian, and mm-hmm. that is more Sean Payton and less Mike McCarthy. And if you told me tomorrow that McCarthy was fired and Sean Payton was in his head coach and the staff said the same, I would say emphatically, okay, Dallas is probably winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, and don't be that could happen mid season next year for all we know. Uh, uh, if it happened mid season, I wouldn't say that. That's when Quinn comes in, you think, and takes over. If if they let if McCarthy it happened, go, if, if it implodes. If Sean Payton came in midseason, I would say the team would be getting better, but there would be a lot of growing pains the rest of that season in the offseason. And I don't think that they could reach their full potential. Yeah, that's you don't want you, you, minimum distractions through the season. It's Correct. already hard enough as it is with the extended seasons and yeah. everything. But I think that McCarthy's seat, I think it was already hot or at least lukewarm this season, mm-hmm. just because of, you saw a lot of mistakes and penalties. But I think going forward, that seat's going to be red hot if you don't perform. Oh, his seat from day one of when everything opens back up is red hot. I mean, because, I mean, think about it. Who, it Eric Viennemi is out there. I don't understand how – there's got to be something more to that. I can't imagine because those – he just he, might not want to leave that. Why would you want to leave Kansas City? Isn't he in the run for the Saints position? He's in. He should be in the run for everything. And then now we're going to get into this topic, which I'll touch on for six minutes while we do this, which is Eric Fiennemi should like, I'm 
he's probably been offered head coaching positions. If he is not, then there's a problem. There's a very big, if it, there's something more than just the, his talent. Yeah, absolutely. But also at the same time, you look at it and you go, okay, I've got good job security. My family's in a really good spot. I don't have to worry about a quarterback changing it in year out. I don't have to deal with all the pressure. I'm getting paid a ton of money. The grass might not always be greener. Dan Quinn's a perfect example of that. Right. And some people just say, hey, you know what? I'm really good at being a coordinator. There's nothing the matter. And why wouldn't you want to be a coordinator for that offense and have Patrick Mahomes your whole career? Exactly. Because, okay, you look at all the jobs that opened up. Okay. Name me one that had a good quarterback situation. Jacksonville. I still think Trevor Lawrence is good. I think it is, but I think that I cannot firmly say that. No, I can't. Okay. So maybe I should reword that. I say more potential. Yes. Because he's not proven in the NFL at all. He's the only one with potential. Yeah, he's the only one that I would Other go to that, if I was looking who? to quarterback it. Yeah, I know. I mean, the Raiders? Raiders Maybe Miami. Car? Oh, Miami already re- filled theirs. Maybe Miami, because I still think Tua's got talent. I do. I think Tua and Lawrence are one of the... I think Tua is talented. I think that if you gave me the option between him and Carr, uh, I'd take I would Carr. probably take Carr just yeah. because of the injuries with Tua. Carr's, yeah. Carr, I like Carr because he gets dirty, man. He'll get in a game. He doesn't... Try to be flashy. He's like, we need a third. He'll he'll get it. He reminds me a lot of Shaw. He does. From, uh, he, the Texans many years ago. Yeah, he, that's yeah, who he reminds him. me of. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. He was a great quarterback mm-hmm. for that situation. Mm-hmm. And but I will say this: the if I'm Miami and that was a crap storm, which we all know of, if you are were a head coach and get fired, and everyone goes, okay, that's really weird, and you probably should be in the running for all these positions, and you're probably going to get one by the end of the year. But then you go on a scorched earth policy by claiming something with Yeah, the, I don't know if that was strategically that most accurate thing. Like, like I'm at loss for words on that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I, I hope it's not as severe as they say. I mean, because it bigger picture things, you, it should come to light, right? But from a strategic, if you're trying to get paid and you want to be I don't know if that was the best way to go about it. I don't know. I, I will say this. I think that you just lost any chance of being an NFL head coach. Oh, a head coach without it. I think you can get on a staff. I don't. I, if I'm an owner. Yeah, because if you're like with the way really the egos are, everybody's going to think he's hunting for that job. It, well, I don't care about hunting for jobs. Head co- Coaches are always hunting for jobs. Mm-hmm. That's part of the nature of coaching. But if you had the standpoint of if this guy gets unhappy, he's going to go to the media and say, uh, this guy committed all the racial sure. things. It goes back to the Joe Rogan thing and everything else. Do you really want to deal with all that? Yeah. Or would you Some people don't avoid it entirely. Yeah. It's the Antonio Brown thing too. It's a Kaepernick. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like everything comes to light. It's just a distraction people. Yeah. And it, it's, it's always more blown up. They're always trying to look shit happens and I'm not saying they're liars or anything, but it's a distraction that, these big money investments don't want. They no. do not want. No. The less distractions you have, the better. Yeah. There's been actually very few distractions this week. I mean, considering it's Super Bowl week. I mean, I haven't heard anything really come out. That's crazy. There's been nothing that, I mean, the only especially thing, being in LA. I mean, the only thing I heard that was crazy was that the Bengals were riding around on the bird scooters. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I, I would be a coach. I'd be like, if one of y'all get hurt. I... I would be saying, guys, 
I'll rent all the cars, one for every person mm-hmm. with designated drivers for the yeah, whole Yeah, designated week. drivers. You ain't getting on a screw. Yeah, because the Bengals, man, what a team. Like, uh, what'd you say the weather was going to be for the game? Weather on Sunday, for in Sunday LA? is going to be 80 degrees and sunny. And if you, I've just looked at the pictures of that stadium, and from everything I've heard, it's a beautiful stadium. Looks However, amazing. it's an open air concept, which means all that heat gets trapped in it. And there's no way to circulate so it's gonna, it out. Yeah, that could cause issues late in the game. Cramps on the defensive line. Not with that kicker, though. Money McPherson. I mean, that is probably, besides Joe, for the most unknown person before the playoffs to after the playoffs, dude, he wins it. And oh, he wins it. He's my favorite now. And I lo- I just, I, what was the quote he said at the Titans game? He goes, you guys ready? I guess we're going to the AFC championship game. Uh, he just goes out there and nuts the kick. Yeah. It, it's just like. And the funniest one was uh, as soon as they got into uh, range, is he, was, he literally just walked up to the coach supposedly and said, we're going to Super Bowl. I got this. Yeah. kick it. That's balls. You don't see that with kickers anymore. That's what you're supposed to see. And I'll tell you what, what the NFL did, in my opinion, the best thing they did was move the extra point back. It adds a dynamic to the game that I, I mean, there's a lot more missed kicks than I've ever seen. And I feel like the game need because that certainty or put making an extra point like that's what the NFL wants, man. You yeah. want that that I will drama. Say this as a former kicker and everything like that, kicking a football is immensely harder than people think. No, oh, absolutely, because it's all mental, and you have to be on point with everything you do. It is like a golf swing repeatedly and getting a good drive. And you have many. It's not you have more factors because if there's a bad snap, bad hold. Guess what? That's on you. You still have to kick. The lineman that. doesn't pick up their block. All, yeah. Everything. And like, I've been blown up on kicks. That sucks. Yeah. And it hurts. And you still got to drill that sucker. Mm-hmm. And, and it's only, uh, the game's only on the line. Oh, yeah. No, no <laughs> Other than deal. that. It, it's one of those like, I mean, you, you extra points in a, of itself and from a 10-yard line are hard. You move that back, mm-hmm. it becomes that much more more harder. And that's why once you get a good pick, kicker, pay the man. Yeah, they need to keep him long term. And guess what? If he goes through something like the yips or something like that, you bring in multiple sports psychologists so you can keep him. You the guy's him. obviously there. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Cowboys the past two few years. Granted, the kicker they had this year, not bad. No, not bad. But you had Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey, what, I mean, Foles. he was automatic for years. You had Dan Bailey and Nick Foles before that, and you had multiple others. Yeah. Like, okay, you're going to at some point go through what's known as the yips or something like that. Have the kickoff guy play mm-hmm. do it. What's funny is we, we're talking him up like he's automatic. Watch, he's going to miss a kick in the game. That's just how it goes. I don't think he will. Because the Super Bowl, like, this is what he lives for, huh? He, he is at that level of confidence to where you it, talk to any kicker. Once you are get to that level to where you know, I've got this, guess what? It's game over. Well, we thought we had that with Roberto Aguayo. We traded up to get him in the second round. He didn't miss in Florida State. It's he was Florida automatic. State. Huh? It's Florida State. Come on, man. It's, kick us while we're down. Big game in the past five years. <laughs> Believe me, it's been a rough ride. Or the past seven. Yeah. All right, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> and that's with some of my best friends being Seminole Sands. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. All right. So, Austin, <laughs> I'm just going to put you on the spot, man. Who's winning the Super Bowl this year? All right. So, this is how I'll phrase all this. We've got all the bets and everything else. I think, let's see, Bengals, I mean, the Rams are favored by four points. It spreads up to four points. Um, If you're putting a gun to, like, 
I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think so too. I don't. I have not once thought it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be entertaining. Now, I will say this on the prop bet side: I would definitely take if one quarterback at least throwing an interception. Yeah, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, or or a defense somebody fumbles and picks up and runs it in. Uh, I don't know how to do that, but I would definitely do the pickoff mm-hmm. one. I would take that in a heartbeat. I you think, think Burroughs maybe tries to force it in the chase and Ramsey jumps one. Or Stafford does that. Yeah, Stafford's been known to do that. He, I mean, I mean, granted, he has played incredibly well and he's outperformed himself. He, that trade is definitely worth it at this point. At, right now, it is. Yeah. As of right now, it's absolutely. They get to be on the Super Bowl in their home field. Mm-hmm. That's what you brought him in for. Yeah, you did. I like Stafford too. He's a good dude. He is a good dude, and that, that, I, I do like two him. very good dudes at, at quarterback this year yeah. that are in the Super you Bowl. You definitely have the you definitely have the QBs for it. Um, I think overall, I trust the Bengals' special teams more, mm-hmm. just because that that kicker's. If it comes down to a kicker, yeah, Matt Gay's good though, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Rams' quarterback, a kicker, Gay's is good. Granted, I would rather take the Bengals guy. He's younger. Oh yeah, if you if you made me pick between either one of those, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think defensive wise, I think the Rams' defense does play better. But if you're the Bengals' defense and everyone's sleeping on you. And everyone thinks that you're going to get run out of town. Do you show up a little more? They got their three wide receivers are no joke. No, Jason Higgins on the outside. I mean, their defense has been sleeping the whole season. I know. I mean, you held Patrick Mahomes. And people need to remember that. Yeah. Um. I think for me personally, I think I would take. I think I would take the Bengals. I think I would take the Bengals with the four and a half points. Yeah, that's swagger right now. I think that it's either going to be such a close game and or the Bengals are just going to get dog smacked. Yeah, the, the Bengals remind me, remember the Giants when they won the Super Bowl a few years back where they went into Green Bay, they beat Green Bay, and then they end up beating the undefeated Patriot. They just caught... They, they beat were the Dallas before that. Yeah, they were the wild card, and they were not favored in any game. I forgot who, they beat someone the first week, and then they beat Dallas because Patrick Creighton dropped the mm-hmm. ball in the end zone, and then they and then they beat Green Bay and Green Bay because they put Favre, Favre out. Yeah, yeah. So that they kind of remind, and I bring them up because toughness comparison that does something to a team, right? Oh, it definitely. Does. And I feel like that's what the Bengals got is that kind of grit. My heart wants the Bengals more than it, like. I will oh, never if, root for an LA team. Me on who I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Yeah. No questions asked. Because, I, I, but if I'm I, putting my money down, I I would put my money. I would put my hmm. <laughs> I, I I feel like throughout, and, and you can go back and listen to any episodes if you're listening. Like I have been on the Bengals, Mitchell and Grant. I've been on. You know, I've been on the Bengals the whole year. Cincinnati stand up. I, I I want to. I feel like I pick them every time. The and I just I like the way that team is built. I like their offense. I I mean, their offensive line to me is the only thing that's scary. And if they can't protect Burrows, I feel like that's going to be the X factor because both teams are going to make plays. I'm anticipating a very entertaining Super Bowl. I am. Oh yeah, I would I definitely mean, take the over. Uh, with this game though, heart. I'm going hard. I'm going with the Bengals on that. My head is saying the Rams, but I've got to go Bengals on that. Because the Bengals have never won one, right? No, Bengals have never won one. Rams have won one. It's in L.A. You know, 
we are going to agree on this. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm just back-to-back Super Bowl champions at home seems kind of impossible. Well, and the Bengals have been playing the underdog card the whole season. That's what I'm saying. What more of a – you're in the Super Bowl. I thought – I would it's, have taken Kansas City to beat the Rams. So that theory is, has me taking Cincinnati. Yeah. With a week off to prepare. It's in L.A. It's on a quick field. And, and I think Jamar Chase ha, – I mean, the only thing – like I said – if Cincinnati's offensive line can hold up against Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and the boys, I feel like they, they should win this game. I mean, this is the thing that you get down to it scheme-wise. As you look and you're going, okay, you got to do two on Aaron Donald. You do two on Von Miller. Okay, that's still at least two guys and only two guys left. Or mm-hmm. no, two guys and one guy left. And you got, and you got Ramsey in the backfield in the secondary. Yeah, and so and also who's the, who's the guy come uh, – Cooper uh, – not Cup. Uh, the safety that came back for the Rams. Oh, the uh, was it Weddle? Yeah, what, is it Weddle? Er, Eric Weddle. Yes, it's Eric yeah. Weddle. Weddle comes back. I mean, that's he, a weakness in this kind of game against those receivers. I don't know. I mean, if you double team, if you double one, pull a safety over the top of you, you can do it in a way that you're okay. But your offensive line has to dominate. And I think at the end of this game, it will come down to how tired are the trenches. Agreed. The trenches always matter in these games, mm-hmm. and I feel like. So give me a surprise player that nobody's talking about. Uh, I can't pick the pick- kicker. I, you can I, take the you can take I the kicker. I want to take the kicker in that, but I think that's too obvious at this point. Um, I think it's going to be somebody on the Cincinnati defense. Oh, on the defense. I the, was going to take if, Cincinnati from another area. If you want to say like the biggest sleeper of the whole Super Bowl, it's somebody that makes an defense. impact. That's going their name will be talked about Monday morning. Yeah. Who? Oh. Okay. I would pick Burrow. You're taking Burrow steps up and shines I, like he did for LSU? I think he does. I mean, you just – have you seen the way – But plays? so Also, I'm going to challenge you real quick. I, I, I want a surprise player. I feel like Burrow's an obvious choice. Yeah, he is an obvious Take choice. Take something – surprise player, not, non-QB. Non-big name. You want me to give you my first to kind of give yeah, you an yeah, example? Yeah, you go on your first. Tyler Boyd. Slot receiver for the Bengals. I mean, in theory, is he their number two or number three? He's the number three. But when he has a big game, he has a big game. He's the slot receiver. They're going to be drenching Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is going to have a good game. But I think the next day you're going to be like, damn, Tyler Boyd stepped. When he, because he's a PPR machine. He is. Like he, when he gets going, though, there's games where he don't even know his name. I'm picking this because he's been with Cincinnati for so long that this is a game where he, that name will be talked about Monday. That's my surprise player. All right. You're going to laugh at my surprise player. There's I'm no taking surprise. him just well, maybe, because Maybe a little bit here. We love to laugh. just because of the name. I'm going Bengals defense. Uh, Chindabi Awuzi. Okay. That's who I'm taking. Lineman or linebacker? Cornerback. Oh, he's a corner. It, in this game, it's going to be throwing. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Cooper Cup, OBJ. Yeah. This is a throwing game. McVay's offense is primarily throwing at this point in time, and that's why the Pats did so well in shutting him down. Okay. I like that. That's a okay. You you went from Burrow to that. I, I respect that. I mean, so we're both pretty bangle heavy on this. We are. I think. The, I mean, the biggest factor for uh, the Rams is going to be that defensive lineman, and if they can stay going. Because yeah. now, granted, they have been used to playing in that stadium all year long. Mm-hmm. They're used to the heat, but it's been a few months. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, I feel like if the Rams if the Rams win, the MVP will be Aaron Donald. That's I'm just that's another. I'll take Stafford. 
if you're if, if the Rams, Rams win, Stafford, Stafford lights it up, the MVP. Okay. And it will be on Stafford's shoulders. We got it all recorded. I don't recording. think Aaron Donald will be that big of a factor in this game. Okay, and then, so we have it all recorded, and this is all the fun part. And if okay. we dictate your bets, don't get mad at us, but trust us, we're limo drivers. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> Do you know who the tallest player in the Super Bowl is? Defensive lineman? This is the tall fact of episode number 36. I'm guessing defensive lineman. Yeah. Do you, do you know, take a wild guess, who it is and what the height is? This is all for all y'all watching. I'm going to give you his number so you can be on the lookout for him. Clap for him. He's the tallest player playing this Sunday. Von Miller, 6'5". No. Who? It's an offensive tackle for the Rams. His oh, name is, is that the... F- his name is Rob Havenstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's 6'8". Yeah. <laughs> he's the tallest player in either team. I mean, and when you look at the lines and the trenches, the Rams got the Bengals beat height wise. Yeah. Talent and play wise is a whole different animal. It's all, if you have a tall big boy, you got to get around the edges faster. That's the only thing. All right. Now, last thing. So we both are Bengals. Tall fact, Rob Havenstein went to Wisconsin, 2015 draft pick. And was he second round pick number 57? He's been with them since they've been with the Rams. Or since they were in St. Louis, I should say. 6'8", 330. Boy. Yeah, big boy. Yeah, he's a big boy. I'll be subtly rooting for him. He's the biggest guy <laughs> on the field. You know, we, I, the big ones got to stick together like so that. So your prop bet should be that he's not going to give up a sack. Yeah. That's and the Bengals are going to go for it. Be. So we both take the rant, or we're both taking the Bengals. Honestly, the prop bet that intrigued me the most was the Bengals kicker makes 2.5 for more field goals. Whew. And mind you, that's including extra points. Extra points count toward that. Do they I really? I would take that in a heartbeat. They can't count. Yeah. Really? Yes. If that's the case, that that almost seems like a no-brainer, but that's, that's a how no-brainer they get you. That's a no-brainer in my book. That like I'm probably going to spend 10 to $20. 5 of that will be going on that. That's crazy. If that's yeah. the case. That's a Who's Super Bowl MVP? Who's it going to be? It's probably going to be a quarterback. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, unless the unless one of the kickers just goes off and makes. Uh, I don't think a kicker's ever. A kicker's gotten close. Uh, Chris Bonio got close, mm-hmm. but granted that his his squad was stacked. Yeah. Um, but I think at if we have a very defensive game, which that would be the surprise of everything, if you had a defensive yeah. game. It happened with de- Tampa. If we have a defensive game. And the score ends up being eighteen to fifteen, mm-hmm. and it's because all the points were scored by kickers. I would be so happy Holy, about that. That would be. Can you imagine that? Everybody would have kickers next year. Everybody would go in the first round. Would be all kickers. <laughs> I mean, it's a copycat league, man. That's how it goes. You never know. Kickers are a dime a dozen. Well, and the fact of the matter is, we have a really stacked line of sports this weekend. Yeah, it's great. Like, not only so you have the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you have the Call of Duty lead in their uh, premium rounds and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you don't have to be a nerd for that. You can just be a Call of Duty gamer. Nerd. You have the Halo <laughs> ones too. Yeah. And mind you, th- those are all before the Super Bowl. So if you got the kids or whatnot, and you just want them to say, "Okay, I don't want you playing video games, but I want you to watch something," put yeah. that on. Yeah. It's what all else we clean. got? Yeah. So that that would be two, and then you can look at the Formula One cars that got released this week, the new layouts, which look primo. They're good. I mean, you got a lot of stuff going on still. Which Super Bowl week's packed. Yeah, all topped off with the biggest show in sports. Yeah, and I think going, I think overall, I think that this is going to be a really good week. I think the Super Bowl will be fun. Um, Don't go o- broke. Over under 
this is the prop bet that would be interesting to see if anyone was betting on wardrobe malfunction for the halftime. The only one that would be would be Mary J. Blige, right? Because she's the only female performing in it. That like, we know of, unless they do a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I don't see. I don't. I see them making more of a political statement type of thing, but not with Eminem on that stage. So what I heard today, Uh-oh. what I read, and this Uh-oh. has me pumped that this is the case, is because you know it's Dr. Dre, right? And yeah. Eminem and all them. It's yeah. all those guys. So they're in California. They're probably gonna do California Love. They were talking. There's a rumor out there that. Tupac's voice, voice uh, they're going to have the Tupac hologram come out and do his verse in California love. That'd be interesting. Oh my God. Like that's going to set. I don't, I hate that it's released. Cause that would have blown. I mean, it's in Los Angeles. So if that oh, happens, yeah. holy, I'm, I mean, I grew up listening to that guy, like bring him, him back in the hologram. He did that. I think Coachella and it, it looked just like him. Yeah. It was Coachella. Mm-hmm. That they did that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I don't see, yeah, I don't see anything crazy, but then again, that's the point, right? Yeah. The unexpected. I mean, Either that or a striker is going to be on the field. Yeah, something like that. Well, I could see something like that for sure, especially in that city. Isn't in LA. It one of their sideline? Isn't it CBS? Uh, NBC is doing it. Isn't the sideline reporter's last game too? Oh, Tafoya. Yeah, yeah, it yeah is. it's Tafoya's last game. Yeah, it is. So yeah. that uh, prop bet on an emotional send off yesterday. Yeah, they will. They will. She deserves it. She's well, she been cry. around there for a That'll while. That'll be the other prop bet. Cry yes or no? Huh? Cry yes or no? Prop bet. You think yes? No. Oh, okay. I don't. I was about to say I don't. It's probably a prop, but I, I, she might get teary at that. I don't. Think. No, no, yeah. There'll, there'll be something, but I, I don't think it'll, it'll, they'll, be, they'll they might do like a, uh, like a, you know, those little commercial things yeah. where they're like, we give Tafoya, thank you for the. They might do something like that yeah. between all the commercials and everything. I think probably at the end of all this, the storyline is going to be about the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I can get on board with that. Be, or it's going to be about how the rant it's either going to be the Cinderella story is over or the Rams lost all that and still came up short. Yeah. And they lost at be, home. Yeah. It's going to be one of those. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, I, I, I can, I do agree with you. I think the quarterbacks will be the main storyline of this game. I think Stafford deserves it. That dude, he plays. And, mm-hmm. and he, Burrow has definitely showed up. It's almost like a young Stafford. Like, it's Burrow almost, reminds me of a little bit of a young Roethlisberger, Burrow. Slash Brady type thing. Like, he honestly, if he's on the Cowboys, I would say he reminds me of Roger Staubach more than anything. Yeah. But Always I think the Cowboys he's up. a different animal, though. He He's a combination of almost like a Ditka and Roethlisberger. Yeah. Which is funny because he's, he's a scar. He's, he's, and he's common collected. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. We'll talk more after the game and see if our predictions are right or how stupid we are. Uh, I, I'm hoping for the former, not yeah, me the too. latter. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it tends to go that way. Austin, bro. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Like seriously, this was a blast. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time. We got the football talk in. Oh, we I, only have a few weeks left, which is, I know. Fun. I feel like we just started the season, Oh, but I got some other stuff that I'll have to say for next time because I did find out about some new football stuff. that's coming. Yeah. We definitely will have to and get on new that football leagues too. Yeah. I saw that too, that they're going to be filling it. We might need to cover that. We'll be the, and, and this some, will be the podcast that talks in depth about these football leagues coming up. Well, and also you have some interesting new college football leagues too. We'll have to go more into this in mm-hmm. the future. Some with a weight limit. Like a featherweight, heavyweight type thing? Like you can only, the, you're off, you're, the heaviest you can be as a lineman is 185 pounds. As a, yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to dive more into this, man. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. 
We'll talk more. Man, that's 185 pounds. Yes. Jesus. You're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Everybody enjoy Super Bowl weekend. Go. I hope who I don't go broke either. Don't go broke. Be smart. Don't go broke. Like, be don't smart, have don't fun with it. It's all gambling's all fun and all. I get it. I get especially on a weekend like this. It's fun to play your Super Bowl squares, do whatever you got to do. But don't go broke. Everybody have fun watching the game. Remember, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever, please, please, please support the show. Subscribe, download, review, like, comment. Don't make me keep repeating this. Subscribe, download, review, please. It helps out the whole cause. It gives me a a gauge to work with here. So wherever you get your podcast, please do that. Don't forget to go follow One It's All on Instagram. One at tall.buzzsprout.com. Austin, thank you again, sir. Yes, sir. All right. And, and we'll also, be back next time. Boy, and if you love your boy, Jake, on the One at Talk podcast, send him some love your way. Yeah, I know you, you know. have that money that you can get to you. Yeah, yes, we need to get chairs in here. <laughs> <laughs> I need if y'all some knew. chairs. Yeah, if y'all knew. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in. Austin, I always appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you for all the support and love that we get on the show each and every week. And I'll be back for the next one. Love you guys. Peace. What? Jazz, hip-hop, bond-like fusion Slow grooving sounds that get the crowd moving So for your amusement, we come to play A little Kenny G, a little Miles D, a little Sade I get busy when I listen to Dizzy And relax when I hear Coltrane on sax In fact, I feel my loneliness with keys from Thelonious Monk anytime, day or night, week or month So don't try to front like it's something you don't want It's jazz music, y'all Yeah it's jazz music. I can play music. this group here all night long Cause it makes me wanna move my feet uh. I really love my jazz When it's played with the hip-hop beat hip-hop and jazz. The rhythm's got me moving, uh. grooving what? All up yeah. in this what? song hip-hop and jazz. What? Add a little hip-hop play It makes music. me wanna listen to it all night long See, I'm not into fashion But I like my Louis Don't follow hoops, but I do follow Duke Ellington, remember when music had soul? Bono wax seemed every track solid gold. You hold a firm place in my memory. I hear the strings ring, hear Ella sing, that's chemistry. Simply melodic, erotic to my temple. Complex tones made simple.